Who are you talking to right now? Who is it you think you see? Do you know how much I make a year? I mean, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. Do you know what would happen if I suddenly decided to stop going into work? A business big enough that it could be listed on the NASDAQ goes belly up. Disappears. It ceases to exist without me. No, you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And man, that is a good scene. That is a good scene. Right? Wow. All right, let's go ahead and get right into news. We oh, wait, no we news. have no news this week. <laughs> okay, let's get into the recap. How about that? Uh, I'm, I'm game. Okay, so this episode opens up just like the last episode did. Uh, we see somebody breathing in a truck, and it turns out to be two more of uh, Gus's guys. This was a test of the truck defense system. <laughs> if it was an actual yeah. truck defense event, uh, well, they would have been still fucked. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I... Obviously, I had problems with the way the ambush went down the time before. Sure. And can you imagine I have problems with the way the ambush went down this way? It's like, really? Was there a plan to just double the guys in the truck with guns <laughs> with uh-huh. no way to get out if they were... I mean, any time that you could defeat a person getting out with, like, a bicycle lock, <laughs> I think you have a problem with your SWAT team. Sure. Your A-team. Well, my thing is... Shouldn't gas masks be standard uniform within the meth trade? Like, mm. everybody should just be wearing gas masks all the time. Right. No, I just... No, I, right? I, uh, to me, I don't know whether that is just the writers not have, is having a s- slight, you know, problem with the imagination or whether they're actually showing that Gus is not maybe ta- all that strategically or tactically ept. Well, I mean, it showed them learning from their previous attempt like the cartel didn't get taken again no the cartel for sure yeah it's like i'm talking about the you know gus basically doubling the muscle but that's the only sure, change yeah. there was no and again there was no what if the what if the cartel just did a slightly better job perforating the truck <laughs> right just there hose were, it down a little more <laughs> there was no armored box i mean like come or, on or get like uh, what if they opened up the side of it and threw in a molotov or something <laughs> like, <laughs> or, yeah just 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 uh you know set the thing on fire or, yeah yeah. And obviously they're trying to send a message. Sure, sure. Um, what do you think? Because I saw a lot of people on the internet, their armchair generals like myself, saying surely a Los Polos Hermanos truck at the side of the road with two dead guys with machine guns in it would be something that the cops <laughs> would be interested in. Uh-huh. Do you think that like Mike had to go out to the desert and clean all that up? or Pro- Probably. I mean, well, okay. We're going to get to this later, but he gets a phone call when he's at the diner with Jesse. Right. And they say, and he says, like, just the two of them. Uh, he oh, he mentions two guys. So, so that must probably. be the call that says, hey, go out There's and fix problem. this. Yeah. But where do you think this takes place? I mean. In the desert. <laughs> obviously. But, I mean, it just seems like, it seems like that a policeman would perhaps discover one out of two trucks being either shot up or a murder happening there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It didn't. They we didn't see any cars drive by or anything. So they maybe it's, they didn't take any care to make it look like an accident. Sure, no, none <laughs> at all. See, I'm more worried about what the chicken's going to taste like. Yeah, it's going to taste like exhaust for mm-hmm. weeks. 
You go into Pueblos Hermanos and you're eating exhaust. Plus, they left the refrigerator truck wide open. Right, it's I mean, all that, spoiled. That, that you know what? They just uh, it's no longer batter. <laughs> it's now a special sauce. <laughs> It's, it's a little tangy, been left out See, in the sun. I, I think that's part of their plan. They're trying to <laughs> slowly erode his profits by destroying his chicken and stealing his meth. Right, because the chicken's what makes the money. Jeff oh, is sure. just, you know, yeah. his, his, mad, his, his hobby. mad money. Yeah. yeah. No, but there had to be more than one bucket of meth in that truck, right? Well, they were taking just I, the one to send a message, right? I was thinking that too. Uh, I thought I saw the guy take away two buckets, although. If I watched again, that might have been the. I'm pretty sure they just grabbed one. Yeah, one of them was the cooler. But it seems like that there weren't. I would think that there would be a pretty high meth density with the amount of product Mm -hmm. that they're trying to move. I mean, they scanned, would you say, 25% of the truck? It looked like the And they did a quick, like, five or six buckets, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I thought they, like, made their way down, like, the better part of one row. Well, they might have all been scanning at the same time. It just shows the one guy. So. Maybe. Yeah, so it's like either the like there, but but even if they're you know extrapolate out to how many buckets there were, I wouldn't mm-hmm. believe there's more than five or six. So I, I did I did think that was kind of funny too. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's much meth in each truck. And again, like sometimes I've noticed odd things about that, and I think I wonder if Gilligan's trying to send a message. And then sometimes it just seems like no, they really didn't think through the implications <laughs> of no, obviously. But like, sometimes it comes back and he was sending right, a message. Yeah. Right, right. So. Um, what, so I also thought it was really cool the symmetry that the mm-hmm. that the uh, show started with the breath. Yes, you know the same as last time, right? Yeah, yeah. Now there was a thread last season apparently where they it was like seven forty seven down over ABQ, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and each one of the episodes with part of that title in it uh, had an opening that showed the debris in Walt's house or in Walt's driveway, right? His pool. So I'm wondering if they're doing something like that here, Um, if maybe these visual cues, these visual ties between episodes mean something more than we're getting right now. Right. There is an awful lot of, like, weapon and, you know, that seems like they go, like, weapon situation, weapon situation. And I thought everyone was going to die in an episode with a weapon, but that didn't happen. Right, right. So, I don't know. Um, Next scene, Skylar's waking up Walt, and they're talking about the danger. Mm Mm-hmm. This was interesting. This like this scene blew me away. I was just like, wow, wow, after this scene, watching it. Yeah, because I guess, you know, I thought he was going to try to sell her the big lie. That he was like, you know, I, you know I'm not in any danger. If I was in any danger, mm-hmm. I'd let you know. But instead, <laughs> just when I thought that was what was happening, mm-hmm. he flipped the script on me and sold her the big truth. <laughs> right? Like I it, am the danger. Yeah, it's a half-truth, but it's still a mm-hmm. big... Ha- it's big enough to be the full truth for most people. Yeah. The fact that the, he's the, the one... The full truth would have been, I am becoming the danger. Right. But that doesn't have the same ring. And I... <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he has ordered people to die. He hasn't actually been yeah. the one that knocks on the door. He's been the one that... Well, run, he's run two people he over. He has. It's, he's been the... Uh, he has made knocks under his vehicle, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I was, I just couldn't believe it when I first saw it. I'm like, you know, that, that came out of nowhere. Right. And it seems like that her hitting him with this, you don't know what you're doing. You're just a cancer stricken Mm -hmm. teacher. Um, you're in over your head. That's the truth. And no, that's not the truth. I mean, it was like torturing Walt. To let her keep, you know... It's like when Luke screams, No! That's impossible! Yeah. Yeah. He knows it to be true. (laughs) (laughs) 
but he can't, you know, just he can't let himself be diminished like that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I really wish I had made this a prediction because last week I said this phone call is not done. This phone call is going to come back and have repercussions. Ah, but you I didn't. wish I had made it official, man, because right. it did. She figured it out. Um, I also noticed that Gail was on her uh, computer screen. Gail's obituary, maybe? Something. Did you see that? I, yeah, I did. I did. Um, it was like a grainy black and white. Yeah. Um, I wonder if she was. that was her connecting the dots or something, doing research. Well, obviously, she stayed up all night long. And as I yeah. said in my post, she is like an investigator on par with Hank and Mike when it comes to... <laughs> uh-huh getting like really random information and piecing it together and then also sweating confessions out of Walt. There's nobody better. No, nobody. I, Hank's terrible at it. Like when, yeah, when Hank finally gets him in an interrogation room, he should just call over his sister-in-law. <laughs> right. And say, get in there and get the guy a couple kidney shots and... <laughs> yeah. And uh, demasculate him. Right. Um... The other thing I noticed was interesting, and you're probably going to call BS on this, but I'm telling you, it means something. Skylar wakes up Walt with a cup of coffee. Okay. And there are, like, five more incidences of coffee in this. All right. I've got an awesome theory on Gail's coffee. Okay, because I need you... You actually... I was belittling you off the air. uh, I I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. Through all all last... Well, you're the smart one. Oh, boy. It's been established (laughs) that I'm I'm the dumb one and and you're the smart one now. (laughs) Who established that? Some guy on iTunes. Oh, cool. But he laid... I couldn't refute the logic of it. Um... But I was, like, making fun of you throughout the week about this coffee thing. It was, like, a running joke. Um, uh-huh. And you finally, like, snapped the complete theory at me. And I'm like, oh, do you do you want to talk about that now or later on with your Gail's coffee? Um, I don't remember what I told you. Addiction. I have a, a different – well, yeah. I mean, that's a running theme throughout the thing, you know. Everything's I mean, Hank's making drugs in his – legal drugs in his garage right um with the heroin yeah with no with the beer <laughs> the straight uh, brow wasn't that what it's called the straight I, brow? yeah i think so i think so but everyone's kind of addicted to their own thing marie has the pills yeah um apparently walt jr is addicted to black clothing and coffee <laughs> and breakfast at break yes he's addicted to breakfast right he's got to have his hash browns or he is no good that day <laughs> Um, yeah, so we'll talk about Gail's coffee a little bit later, because I have a really good theory on that, too. There was somebody on Alan Sepinwall's blog in the comments that called Walt Jr. the Galactus of breakfast. <laughs> just go devours it. Yes, he just goes from scene to scene wherever <laughs> breakfast is, and, and all devours it. Awesome. Uh, um, another thing that I noticed in this scene was when Skylar asks uh, Walt if the people who killed Gail were the people he works for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt responds with like a stern, definitely not. Yes. And this to me felt like she had inadvertently hinted that Jesse might be more important in this organization than he is now. Hmm. And he, and he was very much not on board with that. I didn't get that. I thought that was just Walt lying. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he tends to get emphatic. The bigger the lie and the closer to truth, the more <laughs> absolutely not. That's yeah. crazy talk, you know? Sure, sure. Um, the, there's a huge, another huge thing in this scene. Uh, when Walt gets up off the bed, he's wearing like a somewhat brightly colored red shirt. Right. And he hasn't gone full blown oh, lunatic yet. Oh, collar talk. When, when, he, <laughs> when he, when he takes the overshirt off, his undershirt is like a dark maroon color. Soaked through his like, blood. Like very, very yes. dark red. Right. 
the, and then he gets violent. He gets angry. He gets yeah like, overheated. Like the light red. I noticed that, and, and now you've got me hyper aware of the colors. But uh, mm-hmm. I noticed that, and I'm glad you touched that on your recap. That you know, it's yeah. like he, he peels off the outer level and reveals that kind of raw dark yeah. color, and then the and if he goes one level further. He's, What's he going to peel down to himself? He's he's naked, which we see in the next scene. <laughs> we do see in the next scene. Uh, do you have anything about that? Um, just the fact that it was very prominent, his scar. Did you notice that? Uh, I actually did not. Apparently, really? it was so prominent oh, I didn't damn, notice that it. that standard definition AMC. <laughs> right. Um, I watched the high def, and it's very, like, it's on that side, and there's this giant U-shaped cut right where they huh. showed it on the thing. So yeah. um, a couple of commenters I saw on the internets wondered if that was a checkoff scar, that that's, you know, indicative that he's the cancer's going to come back up. Mm. You know, now that they're highlighting it. You know, my thing is... Yeah, like Chekhov's cough. Yeah, or his gun. <laughs> Chekhov gets around. Yeah. Um, but I think that that might be a little reach because if he didn't have the scar there... People, people would, would say, like, oh, he didn't have a scar. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Absolutely. Um, so the next scene, Eyebrows is giving Walt a tour of the Before car Before we jump there, there's, oh, a okay. inter- there's an interstitial where they showed the city of Albuquerque like super sped up where all the things are like the, the cars and everything are just jumping around. Hmm. And I noticed that there has been a sped up scene of action in every episode of this season. Really? Yeah, some kind of stop motion really fast. And they all kind of play the same kind of weird sped up soundtrack during them. Mm-hmm. Do you think, because again, bowing to your uh, status as the <laughs> smart one, the one that gets all the artsy stuff, do you think that that's um, deliberate? Because if so, what does it mean? No idea. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Really? Honestly. Because I thought I that it up. I thought it just shows how fast like things are really spinning out of control because we're mm, you know yeah. halfway through or approaching the halfway point of season four. Yep. And Walt has basically been dicking around mm-hmm. or ineffectually acting out. And we know that he has to do this scarface turn. And we saw a little mm-hmm. bit of that tonight. Yeah. But I mean he's actually regressed badass. In, in he has terms from the end of season three from from stay out of my territory right yeah he's right. regressed right now he's back in full form i think but he, well, he's got a snowball a little bit to get i don't to know like i said Scarface. I, I think he sandbagged a little bit with the honduran ladies we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute <laughs> but yeah the car wash this is another fantastic scene yeah i here's here's my theory on the sped up stuff i think if you take all those scenes and you splice them together it'll make something awesome <laughs> that's my theory <laughs> It's the Gale karaoke video. Oh, God. Uh, okay. So, Eyebrows is giving Walt tour of the car wash. Uh, and he says that it's as is. So uh, Many times. Can I make a, an official prediction here? I know what you're going to say. Yes. Uh, did you want to make this official prediction? No. No? Okay. Because I'm not that confident in it. Okay. There's going to be something wrong with this car wash. There's going to be something major wrong with this car wash. I, like I said, knowing small business the way I do and the mm-hmm. EPA... I can almost guarantee that there are things wrong with this business. Then why don't you want to make this one of your predictions? Because I don't have any faith that it's actually going to be something that the show is going to dwell on. Hmm. So, okay. like, it's possible, but I'm just, yeah. you know. I do. I don't think they, would, I'm I don't pretty, think they would make a point of as is. I'm sitting pretty at negative one predictions, man. All so I got to do is not lose any more. No, I, no. Did you see? You got- Eyebrows is back, man. Oh, you made that yeah, prediction? that he was okay. going to be back in season four. Okay, his eyebrows so negative one. have, I think, gotten smaller still. <laughs> He's like, tweezing like, like a maniac. Yeah, like the third, the the other episode came out, and he still got 
we still called eyebrows on the internet, and he's like, damn it. So we went and had some more work done. Now they're half the size, but we're still calling the man eyebrows because, dude, your eyebrows can be seen from space. Well, is it just me, or does he dye his eyebrows dark black? Because yeah. his hair is totally white, yeah, and his eyebrows are totally he got, black. He got just for men, you know. He thought <laughs> for, he looked just for men for eyebrows. Uh, I want to do give eyebrows some love here, okay? Um, before we break down the scene more for a nobody, because mm-hmm. this guy was cast um, because he was like a son of somebody else that was working on the show, or no, the the, the father of someone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just like pulled him on, like we need this character go. Mm-hmm. He has some fine acting for just a complete nobody. For a nobody, he was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he was holding yeah. his own there against Walt. So we've made fun of his eyebrows. We've called him a nobody. Well, but what else but are we going to do to the man? He's a, he's a fine thespian. Are we going to buy a soda with his lucky dollar? Is <laughs> that <laughs> so we're going to do to him? Um, so what do you think here? This him asking Walt, you know, can you be tough? Can you be the boss man? Um, I thought this might have been foreshadowing for when he displaces Gus. Oh, for sure. Like, leading up to that. But you think it's going to foreshadow a rocky road? Because, you know, Hmm. I think that people are right to question Walt's toughness, his ability to still take the full measure. Well, everyone has been questioning his toughness throughout this entire series, right? No one has given him any credit for being able to get done what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. And he's tired of that. He's fed up with it. And we see that in his outburst today in in the scene before. Right. We, we see that he is done being the guy that everybody knew. And I think that's going to be part of his downfall, is that people are actually going to start seeing him as this new person that he wants them to see him as. And that's going to be a problem a for profile, him. It's exactly. so awesome that he has this low profile that he's just throwing away. It, right? Yeah. He's throwing it out the window. And, and he wants to. He wants to get rid of it. Right. But as soon as he does, people are going to start catching him. Right. That's what I think. Um, if... Eyebrows does come back to blow up Walt's life in some way. It's mm-hmm. going to be because of this next scene with the cash register. Okay. Where Walt, for, you know, instead of being like, okay, whatever, take the dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, again, has to beat people over the head with, yeah, I can be tough too. And takes the lucky dollar bill or whatever the heck it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then busts the frame and uses to buy a coke. I thought yeah. that was a pretty good touch. I think when he said as is, he should have said bitch on the end. Of yeah. It. Like right. Jesse had been rubbing off on him. Right. It would be nice to see that once. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's happened the other way a lot. Right. I mean, Jesse has taken a lot of lessons from Walt. But right. to get to get Walt to say bitch, that'd be great. Right. Uh, so we're back from commercial and the next scene is Mike and Jesse in the diner. Mm-hmm. And they're both drinking coffee. Uh, uh. <laughs> At a diner. At a, yeah, Imagine right? that. I was expecting like, you know, a Merlot or... <laughs> or water. Yeah. Or lemonade. Um, so Jesse's starting withdrawals, which means we weren't really totally sure up until now that he had been using. A lot how of people can, on the internet were. How can people on the internet... People on the internet, we saw him snort coke. You think he just did it that one time? Yeah, we did see him snort coke. Yeah. I, yeah, I, we was, did. I, I read a lot of people saying that, like, well, we got confirmation he was on drugs. It's like, well, yeah, other than the on screen <laughs> drug use, I guess we <laughs> right. did get confirmation of the drugs. Other than the canonical confirmation of drug use. <sighs> oh, internet. What am I going to do with you? <laughs> right. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that Mike in this scene is playing an even better father figure than the father figure Jesse thought Walt was. Oh. And that's, that's really driving the whole. He's Ward Cleaver compared to Walt. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that he, I, furthermore, I'll go one better 
that for mm-hmm. Mike, this isn't necessarily crass manipulation. I think Mike actually is starting to take a shine to Jesse and care about him on a human level. I agree with that, but I don't understand it at all. What? I don't get it. Why? Because as we see later in the episode, he's reckless. He charges into situations that Mike would never charge into. Well, head first. Let's. I want to. I want to put a pin in that and get to it during that scene. Um, okay. But what I did want to note is that Jesse, though, even though Mike has taken a shine to him, he's still at the very much the metaphorical kids' table. Because oh yeah. Because when the real shit needs to be done, Mike's like, "Yeah, here's a twenty kid. Take care of the coffee and pancakes. I'm out of here." Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think that the way Aaron Paul played that is that bothered him a little bit like he thought you know him and mike were best buds Mm -hmm. now and he's his right hand man and mike's like no i got this yeah no that's a good point he's still not on par with the main the major players in this right um okay let's move on to the next scene it's uh breakfast at the white residence no skylar just (laughs) walt and walt jr another breakfast being devoured yep uh walt is his uh, silver surfer I think he's the herald of the breakfast. Um, he is bald. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, what shocked me about the scene is I could not believe that Walt was actually taking, acknowledging that his his actions were choices, that the things he'd done were his doing, not just choices, but choices he stands by. Yeah. Which I like if he had said, and not all of them I was proud of, mm-hmm. but. When he says all the choices I made, I stand by. That's killing, you know, Gale. Uh huh. Running over the guys, killing Jane. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yes. Everything, which includes the you know dual air crash incident. I (laughs) mean, um, the other thing I thought was interesting about this is that uh, you know Junior actually has a lot of mature understanding of the situation i mean he's actually researched mm, gambling yeah. addiction and he had talked about how you know this is a disease and it's real and you know your mom's not handling this right mm-hmm. and you can't control it which of course set walt off he had to set his son straight yeah yeah but i'm just really impressed by the way junior is, is, is handling this whole deal yeah wasn't there an article you linked to in the news today the breaking bad news yes um, which we with an interview with rj mitt do you want to talk about that or in the spoiler section uh yeah, let's save it for spoilers. It's, it's not really. Spoiler. I mean, if it's if it's on the official site and it's an interview, but I know some it's, people don't yeah. want. Yeah, they don't want anything. Um, there's one other thing I want to talk about here, and I can't freaking remember what it was. Were they drinking coffee? They probably <laughs> were drinking coffee. They were going to town on grape nuts, is what it looked like to me. Grape nuts. Yeah. Okay. Um. But um. Uh, you forget. Okay. Yeah, next scene. Um. They're at the car lot, or well, they're on their way to the car lot. Uh, and Walt definitely tells Junior that he is not moving back in. Mm-hmm. He says, no, I'm not moving back in. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, and I got to say, nice play on Junior's part. Yeah. If you're going to pay me off, yeah, pay me off. I mean, or if you're so, going to buy me off. Yeah, he's so self-aware. He knew exactly <laughs> what his dad is doing and is able right? to flip it on him. Yeah. Right. I like that. I think that would help him in the drug trade. I think he's going into the drug trade. And yeah, Isn't that one of your predictions? Uh, he, he will be somehow involved. I'm not so confident on that. Um, well, you need some crazy predictions. Yeah, right. But I can't think, have them all come true. Right, yeah. Uh, here, here's what I think. I'm going to actually make another prediction. Okay. Because this was talked about a lot later. They really nailed home this point of be safe. When Walt Jr. is going out to drive around 
the block, as he says. Mm-hmm. They're like, be safe. Be safe. Make sure you're safe. Be safe. They say it like five times. Right. I think Walt Jr. is going to crash that car. See, that's what I was thinking. That um, Because I think there was a Final Destination 5 trailer um, <laughs> during the airing. And when he got uh-huh. that car, the first thing I thought is, oh, God, what horrible price will there be to pay for this? Because it seems like everything that good happens in Walt's life, mm. there's this like monkey paws, monkey's paw effect where mm-hmm. he comes back shambling from the grave to be gruesome. Um, and, yeah, I would totally buy that. In yeah. fact, I'm tempted to make it an official prediction. Oh, I was going to make it an official prediction. You? If you want no, an official no, prediction, no, I'll no, give it's, you this it's, one. It's, it's yours. Yeah? Okay. I'll take it. Official prediction. Another negative one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, that's, I actually wrote in my notes, oh, shit, what a horrible price will there be to pay for this? <laughs> yep. And uh, Skylar's <laughs> wrath is just the beginning of it. Oh, yeah. Tip of the iceberg. Uh-huh. And she's a big iceberg. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I had to do it. I had to. I guess. Uh, okay, next scene, Walt and Jesse are at the laundromat, uh, and they are talking behind the semi or whatever that and is. Walt is being an incredible dick. Well, yes. Yes, he is. And Jesse rightly gives him the finger, says, register this. Uh-huh. <laughs> what I think is awesome, and I wrote this about in my uh, my recap, is that both of these guys are exactly right. Like, Jesse's yeah. read of the situation, he's like, well, maybe they, they did start out, this was all just about getting me off drugs and giving me something to do, but it's turned mm-hmm. into this other thing. And Walt is like, but it was a setup, and they don't really care about you, and this is all about me, mm-hmm. which obviously that pissed Jesse off, but both of those guys were dead <laughs> on in their analysis. They, they were are. just looking at a different piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and I thought it was really... A good, like, it was pretty awesome that the writers made Walt figure this out immediately because I think he is just at the height of his paranoia. And, like, he's just assuming everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And this right. is a trap. Everything's a trap. Right. He's a- akbaring it. <laughs> he is. It's absolutely a trap, according to Walt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was really cool because his paranoia would kick in and he would be thinking the worst of every scenario. Right. But it's all about him. That, I thought, was like, when I saw him say that, my jaw just dropped, because that shows such a... He's such... He's so tone-deaf with other people's emotions sometimes when he gets Mm -hmm. in this mode, this, like, problem-solving, I'm in front of the blackboard, I'm trying to figure out this equation mode. He doesn't see how callously he's coming across to other people. And I think that was really the moment where their relationship ended. I think they are no longer friends, they're no longer... Uh, There's a lot of season to play out. There is, but man, Jesse, when he walked off, and then in the later scene where he's he gets the phone call, he's just over Walt. Right. He doesn't care about what Walt thinks anymore. I don't know, because Walt's always the first person that actually, you know, saw in him something. You know, like Gus said, there's, I like to think mm-hmm. I see something in you. I mean, Walt, yeah. Walt's the first person to try to shine up the old diamond. Hmm. So, or polish the turd. <laughs> maybe maybe he'll try. But he'll try to remind Jesse of that, and it'll just come across as arrogant. Polished to Pinkman. I think I just have it. <laughs> oh god! As if the internet needed another euphemism for masturbation. Uh, that may internet, be the best. That may be the best band name. You might have just won your own contest. <laughs> <laughs> Free poster on me. <laughs> uh, so the next scene, we've got Walt and Jesse cleaning out the lab, and this is where he gets the phone call. Right. Um. And I just w- during this scene, I just thought, man, they are really driving this wedge between the two of them. Oh sure, because right in front of Walt, I mean, y- they've got the camera; they know they're both there. Right in front of Walt, they're calling up Jesse and calling him out for mm-hmm. something presumably important. Mm-hmm. And that's got to annoy Walt. 
Not only because it takes Jesse out of the picture, and mm-hmm. it also makes Jesse less important, which he, he, I think he's trying to see that, or I think he thinks he's protecting Jesse. And then taking him away from the lab and making him less important, I think he thinks in a weird way is making Jesse a little bit more in more danger. More important. Well, or more important, too. They're using true. him for something within the for, organization. For, but don't you think there's a little bit of that that he's still worrying? Like, legitimately, like, these people don't care about you. All they're getting is to where hmm. they can demonstrate that you're not needed in this lab, and then they're going to rub you out, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, at this point, you might be right. Walt might care more about Jesse's well-being than Jesse cares about Walt's. I think that's probably true. Yeah. I think there's a lot of it that's selfish, but I think the mm-hmm. Walt, I mean, Walt's done too much to cover for Jesse to just not care at this point. Sure. Uh, he was prepared to die for him. Yep. Uh, just four episodes ago. So. Right. Well, last episode when he charged the Polo Hermanos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was ready to do what needed to be done. Yeah, he was. Um, but now we got Walt the janitor and his solution to this is insanity. I mean, how in the world <laughs> right. could he – like, I thought for sure we were going to see these ladies board, like, a box truck in tubs of acid uh-huh. when they first started cleaning this. I mean, is defend justify Walt's stupidity in this scene just uh, to shine on the camera. Well, I think that was – I think that was the whole point of it, honestly. To just he figured, show how reckless he is? Uh, no, to, to rub it in Gus's face. I mean – Gus wants him dead. Right. If Gus could kill him, he would have killed him. Which he again, knows that Gus cannot kill him right now. It seems crazy that Gus wouldn't. I mean, again, how good is good enough meth? <laughs> uh, sure. Know, this is a, yeah. a a question we've had since the first episode. But yeah, assuming this the 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 universe, the fictional universe, is the way it is, Gus needs Walt. Yeah, he cannot kill him right now. But. Gus for sure doesn't need three cleaning ladies, and I don't know why Walt would play with their lives. I mean, yeah. I guess, as we'll get to later, Skyler accuses him of playing with all their lives, and there's a hmm. point to how mm-hmm. how freaking reckless this man is. He just doesn't care. Like, yeah. You know, so. Um, I thought it was interesting that he's he's getting used to buying people off now. He's done it twice in this episode. He did it with Walt Jr., and he did right. it with these ladies. I wonder if that's going to get him in trouble later. Flashing cash? Well, just the fact that he thinks all of his problems can be solved with money. That's that's true. And again, it's just, you know, I've seen Goodfellas enough to know that flashing cash around <laughs> it, when you're involved in a criminal enterprise is not a good idea. Right. Yeah. That seems like a bad idea to me. Yeah. Um, but when he's down in the, the lab and the ladies mm-hmm. are cleaning, I noticed that he's drinking Gail's brew. This Dead man's the brew. Here comes the theory. I think that Gail's coffee is actually like an hourglass. It's a countdown to something. When that coffee runs out, either Walt's Walt's luck is going to run out or Gus's time is going to run out. Wait something bad is going to happen when that coffee is gone. I thought this whole time you've been taking the piss that, that, <laughs> that, that that's brew? not literally the same coffee that he's brewing. Are you saying... <laughs> In front of God, the internet, and everybody, uh-huh. that you honestly believe that that's still the same coffee. That Absolutely. there has been no further brewing made. No, he has not brewed a single drop. That is Gail's coffee that he brewed. You're risking your status as the smart one with that prediction. <laughs> I'm there, telling you, it's a countdown timer. Okay. It's counting down. It's like if that were a website, it would have numbers under it scrolling really quickly. <laughs> wow. So it's, there's a little lost element in this, huh? Absolutely. When, uh, 
I just want to say, can't wait to see what happens when they open the hatch. Well, because I noticed that it's if you look at it, it's one maybe two cups down from where it was last time. Really, I don't think that's a coincidence. I really don't. I think this week we need to sit and look at every scene and chart its progress. We do. I would love to see someone screen cap this and send it in to us. I can't. Yeah, I would love for them to do that work for us. (laughs) I would love for our listeners to come to this house and record the podcast. Let's go down to the laundromat and see if we can find three Honduras and Honduran (laughs) ladies, teach them how to use Photoshop or the GIMP, you know, whatever. And then we'll ship them back to Honduras. Yeah, right, on the bus. Um, Because I can't go into this another week with you you, you (laughs) promulgating this theory if if it does have any merit to it okay well i want to talk about the coffee for a little bit longer because oh, but you might guess no no, no more Let's get to the last drop this coffee <laughs> conversation so i noticed when walt was drinking the coffee that he looks up at the camera and he kind of tips the cup he's like sure here you go gus this uh-huh. is me working hard right here it is Durr-hoo. but i also i couldn't help but think that's a tip of the cup to the audience saying hey check out this coffee because it means something big it's <laughs> gone insane <laughs> Uh, next scene. All right. I'm telling you, it's real. Um, so we're back from commercial, and Skylar is visiting the Four Corners Monument, which is where New Mexico, Colorado, Utah, and... Bumfuck. Uh, Seattle intersects. <laughs> <laughs> we're from Indiana. Our education uh, system, yeah. not the best in the union. Um, is that monument ever that empty? It can't be. I'm like, People right, must be lined up to sit on that thing for miles. I don't know that that's true, but there's got to be some couple families there all the time. I would think so, yeah. So. Maybe it was. Uh, it's the little things, you know. Maybe it was like the middle of the school day or something. I don't know. Now, I saw on the internet that, like, I thought the coin flip was representing heads or tails. Heads, I'll stay with, uh, or leave Walt, tails or stay with Walt, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the second flip, it seems like it was, like, which state did it land on? Isn't that, like, a ridiculously easy game to game? Like, it's yeah, very you just easy throw to, it in a direction. All right. Whoa, I landed <laughs> in, you know, Colorado or whatever, Montana. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what do you think? I, I saw an interesting analysis. I can't remember if Steppenwall or Mayors or somebody else, but... They said that this pr- scene proves that Skylar knew what she wanted to do the whole time. Oh, I agree 100%. Um, and that the coin flip was just the savvy conscious to be like, well, I tried to leave it up to fate. But then yeah. she couldn't even do that. I mean, fate cho- made her choose <laughs> her family. Yeah, yeah. It was telling her to go one way, and she made a decision to go the other way. We have some inflammatory listener feedback regarding this this year choice um, and an unsympathetic hmm. take towards Skylar. I like it. I mean, to me, um, it's a hard decision to make, but it's, you oh, know, yeah. I, she loves Walt. She loves her family. She doesn't want to see, and now this is more than a, about just Walt's cancer and Walt's treatment. This is also now propping up her brother-in-law and sister. Yeah, and her. I mean, she's... <laughs> Obviously, as much involved. True. Uh, I mean, this was obviously a pretty blatant corners reference, right? Like cornered. We're gonna play the name yeah. game at the yeah, end, yeah, but yeah, okay. there's there's tons of cornering going on here. Oh, I gotta say, your kidnapping prediction came mm-hmm. dangerously close to coming true here. You think if, so? If that kid had gone over a state line, <laughs> it's game over. You win it. <laughs> right? Uh, really? You would have given that to Technically, me. Technically, I think that is kidnapping. I don't think so, unless there's some sort of. Um, uh, separation or divorce decree. In really? Play. Okay. Yeah. Like I think as a parent, you can just up and take your kid anywhere. Hmm. You know. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. 
Yeah, there's any lawyers. If Saul Goodman's <laughs> listening to this cast, and he gave we us a better call on, Saul. He gave us a review on uh, a review on iTunes. Oh, did he? So you know, if you're still listening, Saul, uh, like some legal advice on that. Actually, if Bob Odenkirk could call the show and give us be, some legal advice, that would be even better. Just send us an email. Um. Okay, so next scene, we're we're looking at Mike and Jesse staking out the house where the meth heads are, mm-hmm. uh, and they've got three pounds of their product, and Jesse is super impatient. Yes. This is why I don't think – I don't understand why Mike is pleased with him because he's impatient. He's he's not the cold, calculated killer that they want him to be. He's right. just a reckless kid. Well, on the other hand, I think that why Mike does like Jesse, um, like it would be no skin off of Mike's nose if Jesse went in there and got his head blown off. Yeah, uh, he might still want revenge for Victor. Honestly, I don't know about a little that. bit. I, I don't know. I don't think it's about that. It's more like, look, kid, if you, you know, it's like, I like you, <laughs> uh-huh. but I like it in a gruff, grizzled, <laughs> tough guy that's killed people kind of way. Uh-huh. And if you want to ignore my advice and go in there and get your hair parted, yeah. that's on you, not me. Or your your I'll, ear blown off. I'll, I'll go there and lay down the law and leave you as just one other tweaker's body on the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're that's probably what, right. When I saw Mike's face, that's what I was thinking. The reason he let him in there, it's like, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't change. You know, if, yeah. if those guys did blow Jesse away, I bet they would come out the house because they'd be agitated. Sure. And, and Mike would still be waiting. And Mike would still be waiting. <laughs> so he was going to get what he wanted regardless. Now, it'd be interesting if Jesse actually was endangering what he considered the overall mission. Mm, yeah. You know, uh, so I don't I don't think that, like, Mike necessarily enjoys being patient. It's just that he's an old guy and he's been around the block a few times and he'd yeah. rather keep living. So if Jesse sure. wants to accelerate the process, I didn't think he said, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, Mike probably isn't going to be running from too many people. Right. But he so. did say he doesn't care for unpredictable, and Jesse is unpredictable. He's very unpredictable. So you could extrapolate that and say he doesn't care for Jesse. But, yeah, I guess <laughs> right? I, 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 don't, I don't totally get it, but I do see where you're coming from with that, right? that idea. Right. Uh, what do you think that meth head thought he was digging for? That's what I want to know. I was going to ask you that. Where were um, you? Apparently, I, I mean, I guess that when you're on crystal meth, you obsess about things like mm-hmm. cleaning. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard that like you've got to get all the grout clean in your shower. Except your teeth. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's your like, teeth you don't clean. Well, you know, actually, what I've heard is that meth mouth is not because you don't take care of your teeth. It's because you grind. Like uh, bruxism, yeah. which is teeth grinding, is very destructive to teeth. Huh. Okay. So, and that's why the, the grinding is what makes the the... the the enamel wear down. But yeah, so I think that he's basically like any monotonous repetitive thing mm-hmm. that that's like speaks to the tweaker soul. So, but Jesse definitely has something in his head that they're digging for. Like he's trying to put that into that guy's head by being very oh. nonspecific about it. Well, but letting that guy use his imagination as to what they're digging for. I don't know. I think he's like, when he, he's like, what are you digging for? And Jesse turns around and is like, you know, uh-huh. Like, I, I thought that was just like, you've been here before, you know why I'm digging. But oh, I think huh. you actually might be right that him just saying, you know, instantly, like the other guy's like, don't put ideas in my head. Yeah. I've never been on that. It's like that it idea. It seems like you are a little bit impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that idea I had where I was just going to try to weasel my way, like just take every conversation and act like I know exactly what they're talking about and be very nonspecific about right. what I say. And see what I can do with it. The man who knew, knew too little, Glenn? Right. Exactly. Uh, interestingly enough, we've got several listeners who said they've been on Crystal Meth. Um, wow. So if you are one of those listeners and you'd like to give us your interpretation of that scene, honestly, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
also Tucker. So I just had to throw that. <laughs> okay. I kind of speaking of that guy, as you were saying the whole scene, I want to just be screaming Tucker. <laughs> we'll know. edit it in later. All right, Tucker. <laughs> uh, speaking of that guy, though, uh, I think Jesse was genuinely scared of that guy, and <laughs> and like. Jesse thought he was an addict himself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This guy is a freaking addict. Right. Jesse had no idea uh, how bad it got. No, 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 no. You uh, remember man, the scene of in the his mother house. with the redheaded... I do, yeah. I mean, that. I don't think that's any more or less insane than the way these guys were living. Uh, this, this guy, guy was just shotgun. wild. Like, they weren't wild. I don't think they were quite as high at the time. Wow. No, they were neglectful of their child. Their house was a shambles. Everything was horrible. The woman crushed the dude's head beneath an ATM machine. That's pretty <laughs> well, wild. Yeah. I guess you know, that did happen. I didn't care that Jesse was waving guns around. I mean, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Okay, so, so they were wild. No, but I do think he was scared because he had a 12-gauge pointing at his head with a yeah. tweaked-up meth addict behind it. That's, yeah. I wonder if Jesse learned any lessons from rushing in there, not knowing what was inside. We'll have to see in the episodes ahead. I guess so. Uh, next scene, we see Tyrus taking away the maids on the uh, quote-unquote bus to Honduras. I don't think that's a bus to Honduras. I think that's a, a highway to hell, honestly. Really? Because I don't... Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought, too. But then there's enough talk on the internet that maybe not. Probably just... I mean, bodies do draw attention. It's hard to dispose of them after a while, and yeah. Gus has been disposing of a lot. So these are, yeah. you know, and again, what do they really know? They didn't speak the English too well. <laughs> Maybe they are just taking the bus. Back. I did see a take on this that said it would be tough for even a trained person to know what that room was. Granted, it's hidden under a freaking uh, dryer or washer, whatever. Right. But if that weren't the case, like. If you walked into that room, you wouldn't know that they cooked meth there. Right. You'd assume, oh, they're making soap. They're making some chemicals for the processes sure. they use up above. Sure. They're Not investigating the 11 herbs and spices. They're trying to reverse <laughs> right. engineer them. Yeah. The, the damn colonel. The colonel. It's the only chain more popular. Yeah. But, uh, but that's yeah. that's a possibility, although it is hidden under a freaking dryer. Right. Um, we did skip something about the Uh-oh. layer, another layer of meaning with the shovel with the and the shovel cam. Mm-hmm. Um, when the guy was digging and he said, how deep do you think it is? And Jesse's like pretty deep. Did you think that had any <laughs> meaning to the show itself? Uh, or to the shovel cam more specifically? I don't know. No, I just thought that like anytime they use like a camera trick, it seems mm-hmm. to highlight something. But I didn't know what they were trying to do with this one, honestly. Hmm. I was just thinking about how deep does it go? How deep mm-hmm. does like Jesse's loyalty go? How, how deep, deep is... does the plot, you know, with, yeah. and and, hmm. and his understanding and did this like did, did his previous conversation with Walt plant anything, you know, kind of like now he's on the lookout for irregularities with the relationship with Mike and Gus. As the smart host, I like that theory. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I do thank like you. it. Well, thank you. I do like it. I I came up short there, but you thank filled you the for, void. Thank you for validating me. <laughs> um uh, next scene, we see Mike and Jesse and Gus meeting in the diner. Um, I was wondering why Gus wants to keep this war, quote-unquote, cold. Me too. Because he might not be a wartime type of Don. <laughs> or I wonder if he's actually cornered. I wonder if he just doesn't have the resources or the ability to, in some way, to fight the Mexican cartel. Although, I have to say, if you gave Mike access to 15 good operators, mm-hmm. I think that he could do a lot of damage. Probably so. Yeah. I mean, that's like half of a marine platoon, and you mm-hmm. know, it's the dirty dozen. 
okay. <laughs> I think uh, that that that's certainly. Uh, I I don't understand why he's trying to keep it cold either, because then he's also agreeing to meet with these people. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I, I mean, he I screwed would think these so. people over. That's like agreeing to meet with Walt at this point. Worse, uh, way worse, obviously. Oh, yeah. But but it's it, it's equally bad. It's like not a good decision, right? And Mike actually respects these people in the way. I mean, he says that they're mm-hmm. disciplined, and they're careful, and they shot his ear off, man. <laughs> they did shoot his ear off. So there's that. Yeah. Um, but they were literally sending a message, uh, wrote on the lid of the drug thing, which, mm-hmm. interesting, that means that basically they knew Gus and Mike would track these guys down and yep. retrieve their product. And that I think that's why they only took the one bucket of chicken, because they knew Mike would come out to clean the place up. He'd see only the one bucket missing. Why would there only be one bucket missing? Right. So, so that, they that's a to, message They give it to tweakers that they knew would not be careful about it, and uh-huh. the word would Spread get Spread it around, so. yep. Um... Yeah, it was a good plan. Uh, the Mexican cartel is not too shabby. No, and we that's been kind of quiet. It's, in the, it's in the, been in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought that's interesting that Gus says it's a Cold War, and every single time we've seen it being fought this season, <laughs> it's literally been cold. Yeah, yeah, um, that was cool. So, again, Jesse's at the kid table here because he's dismissed for all this conversation, and when he mm-hmm. walks out, when Gus walks out of the diner... Um, he kind of gave Jesse this casual compliment of like, I heard that you can handle yourself. Mm-hmm. And Jesse asked, why me? And Gus says, I like to think I see things in people. I think that this is to me confirmation because I thought it was very obvious that Giancarlo Esposito, the guy who plays Gus played the scene where he slit Victor's throat, uh-huh. where when he was looking, he's making eye contact with Walt and Walt was shrinking away. He was thinking you are exactly what I thought you were. Uh-huh. And then he looked over at Jesse, and Jesse was, like, wanting to get a, that box cutter and give him what for. Mm-hmm. And he almost had this look of surprise uh, and approval and, like, enlightenment. Yeah. The way he played that. And, like, to me, it's like this – it's not just a tactic to divert Walt and Jesse, although it certainly is that. It's also actually getting an asset out of him. Sure. Yeah. I, there, he's trying to find the the diamond in the rough there. Right. Like he knows there's something to Jesse. He's just not quite sure if it's there yet. That's what all these tests did are you about. Quote Aladdin to me. I did. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was actually gonna go with the Arabian Nights song, but I decided <laughs> to just go with Diamond in the Rough. Oh. <laughs> okay. Can we move on to the final scene? Yes, we can. All right. So Skyler returns home. Right. That's that's the final scene. <laughs> and uh, my note says, because I, I didn't get the fact that they got the sports car until, you know, it was in the driveway. Because I didn't see what Walt was Walt Jr. was looking at when he said, buy me off. Oh, um, the giant billboard of the Challenger? Didn't, you didn't see the huge billboard, up, the zoom-in shot on the I billboard? I guess not, because my notes don't, don't, don't make sense. You must have been typing notes at the I time. I could have been. I could have been. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Scott's not going to like this. And uh-huh. I... Something heartbreaking in the way that Walt Jr. has this doomed defense of the car. Yeah. Like, I've been the teenage boy oh, who yeah. tries to sell your mom a line of complete bullshit. It's good. It gets great gas it's mileage. It's super safe. Uh, <laughs> you know, it uh, gets great gas mileage. It looks <laughs> awesome. But um, And I also want to mention, I've been meaning to do this for several episodes, but is Holly not the best baby ever? Yeah, we never hear her, do we? Fuss unless it's in, unless her mom needs her for a dramatically opportune <laughs> distraction. Yeah, like yeah. this baby is like a is is I don't know some kind a of cyborg. Warlock. Yeah, uh, 
<laughs> cyborg, a cyborg Psylocke. A Psylocke? Except not a Psylocke. Isn't that an X-Men character? Uh, yeah. It hot, is. A hot one, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Walt Jr. tries to justify the Challenger, fails miserably, and then this is where he says, I'm going to take it out, I'm going to go around the block. I think he's going <laughs> to... Here's another ep- Here's another episode reference. I think he's going to corner himself right into an accident. <laughs> I think he's going to take what? a corner too fast. There you go. That's yeah. better. Um, and just slam into something. Right. Um, this, An- another thing, yes. real quick, another visual thing. Walt's wearing a very light red shirt this time, and he's very apologetic in his attitude to, to Skyler. Yeah, he's, he's definitely He's knows. not confrontational. Yeah. He, he knows what's up. Right. I, his, the darker his color, the more angry he is. The, oh. more, uh, the more you can provoke him at that point. All right. And just get a response from him. I'm interested to track that because the other interesting thing is when he was down in a super lab being menaced by Gus, he was wearing a very dark blue shirt. Hmm. And I wonder if blue is like a, some symbol of him being afraid or unsure and red is his angry, aggressive color. So I'm going to be, be tracking that. You got me on this. You got me on this, this color wavelength, man. <laughs> yeah, Vince Gilligan got me on it. So, um, but I thought uh, that, this That's actually amazing. a problem for Walt Jr. who's wearing all black. I wonder no. if during his free time he's just like killing puppies or something. Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, wait till we get to the spoiler segment. Real, okay. Yeah. All right. So Stay uh, tuned. Yeah, I'm going to have to actually look at my notes from <laughs> Breaking Bad News today to uh, talk about that. But anyway, keep going. Um I thought that the scene, they both acted the hell out of it. And this also, um, it's hard for me to see how people can still be anti-Skyler at this point. I I will admit, I felt very, very bad for Skyler in this scene. We have a fan that is going to give a passionate defense of the case against Skylar White. In oh, the he's gonna section. he's gonna say why Skylar is a horrible person. Do still, you want, you want me to work it into the notes right now? Still, yes. This no. After this scene, how can you say she's horrible? Well, she has been she has been consistently looking like the bitch and just sucking it up and doing it because that's what needed to be done. Well, we got this just like three hours before the cast started. Do you want me to read it? Because it's kind of appropriate. Okay, and sure. it's the last scene. Let's do it. Um, this is from um, Alex in Dallas. Okay. Uh, he says, I've heard all the rhetoric about Skylar being forced to play the bitch. However, how many times has she had a chance to leave for the safety of her family? And I might add, I might add, and chose not to. I think this is the third time. She doesn't want out because she will lose the opportunity to control the main thing she can control in her life, which is Walt. She controls him by lecturing him in a condescending manner. She's overdramatic in how serious she is, even though she could leave. Hell, she doesn't even have to work. Uh, she's a hypocrite. It's so dang- If it's so dangerous and serious, leave. Seriously, if she's the rational one, why does she choose not to leave? Well, okay, can I respond to this part of it? Uh, yes. I I don't think she can leave. I think she's cornered in this because even if she wants to leave Walt, she can't leave the rest of her family. And I don't think she can take them, take them with her either because Walt can provide better for them at this point. Uh, right? I mean, what is she going to do if she takes uh, Walt Jr. and Holly? Where is she going to go? What's going to happen? Is she going to go running to Hank who can't pay his bills? Yes. I mean – Is she going to go running back to Binicky? I, mean, I think in a well, there's. I mean, there are. There's actually you just listed several good options. No, Hank's actually. a terrible option. Why? He can't because af- he can't afford his own medical bills. He, They've been paying. No, he Walt can't. Wait, he can't afford his rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure that he would get a pretty generous disability package from the government. And uh, Marie is a radiation tech, not tech. Who my aunt is also, and they don't get paid nothing. 
mean, they don't get paid doctor pay, but it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty nice. But she's spending all of her income trying to pay for Hank, or she would be if Walt weren't paying for it. Maybe I don't know. I'm just saying that, like, yeah, and going back to her ex-boss, saying, That's my husband's a drug yeah. dealer. Oh, my God, he lied to me. God, can you imagine what Walt would do if she went back to him with his kids? I don't know. Oh, I'm just saying, freak out. <laughs> there's a lot of things she could do, but I think, mm-hmm. I mean, this, I guess Dave here sees this as a personal personality flaw, and maybe it mm-hmm. is, because, again, the smart thing to do, because because Walt is endangering these people. He is. No, I mean, no question. There, yeah. There's... They've already come so close to a murder happening in their home yeah. with the cousins, mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of time before someone comes and tries to shoot this place up. Um, and honestly, uh, that's one of my predictions: like Holly being kidnapped or murdered or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can see this happening. So it is dangerous and serious. She should leave, but she can't. Um, first of all, because she cares so much about Walt. Second of all, because she cares about her brother-in-law and sister, who this is all paying for. And third of all, she's now in hip deep herself, and she might do jail yeah. time as well. Yeah. Um, although I think the other, I think she's if she went to the cops right now and could convince Walt to cooperate, they're always ready to look the other way to catch a bigger fish. Yeah. I mean, the war on drugs is a shakedown game. You get the small <laughs> fish, and you try to get him to give up the bigger fish, and you let the little fish go. Mm-hmm. So that's still on the table. Uh, should I continue with the... Sure, go ahead. Uh, he says, the other thing, aside from her condescension and melodrama and stupid decision-making <laughs> that makes me loathe her in capital letters, <laughs> Okay. I'm guessing Anna Gunn learned in some mail-order acting class that she should stick her tongue out and touch it to the middle of her upper lip before she delivers the proverbial kick to the crotch. You know, the whole... <laughs> Uh, whether it be to Bogdan or Walt, last <laughs> night she did it during the shot where she's facing the kitchen with her back to her after she came in and Walt had just bought Junior the Dodge. She also does it when Bogdan finally calls back to accept her lowball offer. Uh, she's a mouth breather, he says. <laughs> I know Walt's the bad guy in the relationship, but that's the point. Like the Sopranos, the Shield, and Mad Men, it's the art of taking a character who is fundamentally flawed and whose actions have negative consequences for the loved ones and making him an endearing person to the audience. That's the point of Walter White. Mm-hmm. We like him despite his flaws, actions, consequences, etc. The only thing I'd say in response, Dave, is that I think Anna Gunn is a hell of an actress to make you hate her the way she is. You don't think yeah. she knows what she's doing with the eye rolls and the tongue <laughs> on her top of her lip You're and the hands on her right. hip? Yeah. It... It's hard to – well, I don't know because Betty Draper, I hate her, and she can't act her way out of a paper bag. Well, have you seen any, like, <laughs> interviews with Anna Gunn? Uh, no. Do you know what her typical personality well, is just in real life? in the Breaking Bad News, I actually posted her audition tape. Uh-huh. And it's very funny because it's the hand job scene, like when she's bidding on eBay – and also trying to give Walt his birthday oh, old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. And, like, everyone in the room is having a hard time keeping it together. <laughs> and she seemed like a pretty funny, you know, down-to-earth, uh-huh. down-to-earth person. Not and I bet she seriously. is. I think you're right. She's probably just really acting up a storm when she does that. Right, right. But that's for the Skylar haters, raw, you know, I just threw you some red meat. Dave, Dave's got mm-hmm. your back. Jim seems like he's coming over I am. To the she's, dark side. she's winning me over. Actually... The shit that Walt is putting her through is winning me over, or is winning her over for right. me. Right, and it's going to get deeper. This it will. is just the beginning, man. Yeah, we've only begun to see Walt's dark side. Right. So it's like Melissa Maris said, just like in Godfather, the best thing that Walt could do, just like Michael Corleone, is like get his family separated from him as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So, and I wonder if he's going to make that realization, and that will be the thing that unleashes him. Uh, we'll find out. So, we got any other? Any other things uh, to talk about that last scene? Uh, no, I've got nothing Shall else. Shall we play the name game? 
Uh, yes, let's do so, do a little housekeeping. Let's talk about this contest you were running last week. Uh, no, I'm talking about the name game for the episode, Cornered. Oh, okay. There's two name games this week. Yes. Um, so Cornered obviously represents the guys in the truck. Mm-hmm. It obviously rec- um, you know, represents the Four Corners monument. Uh, yep. Um, what else am I missing here? It represents everyone's situation right now. Everyone is cornered. Hmm. Everyone. Gus is cornered. Walt is cornered. Uh, Skyler's cornered. Jesse was literally cornered by the by the method with the shotgun. shotgun yeah, right? I, I mean everybody's cornered. Nobody is is doing what they want to do of their own volition. I buy that. So we again, it seems like they are. There's always three layers of meaning. And, and we, we found, found them all. Three. We got at least dug them up. There's like an obvious one. A that's sur- what they were digging for. The third layer the third of meaning. Corner. <laughs> <laughs> The tri-corner hat. Um, okay, so you said you got some housekeeping? We have housekeeping. Housekeeping? Yeah, we do. Uh, what are we going to do about Breaking the, Bad News? That's what I want to know. Oh, that's right. That's You're going m- on vacation, aren't you? Uh, yeah. It doesn't feel like it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have to take it over. Jim's taking over Breaking Bad News. Well, he's the smart one, people. I just wonder like, if you'll even want me back. I'm going to try to write in your style is what I'm going to do. So you're going to hit yourself in the head with a brick a couple times. Uh, work yourself up to a nice a lot of herp derp derp level yep. and uh, yep. start, yeah. Every third word's got to be herp or derp. Okay. That's what the audience is expecting. Wow. I don't know if I can tolerate that. <laughs> uh, so uh, you're going to keep it going. Cool. Yeah, I'm going right. to keep it going while you're gone. So you release the same time or is it going to be later? It's going to be whenever I can get to it, honestly, um, because I know you, you and I do this stuff kind of at work, kind of at home right? a lot of the time. So right. if I have stuff to do at work... Sorry, it's right. going to get put off for a little bit. I just, yeah, I take an early lunch and I type it all up and send it yeah, right yeah. around noon. So, yep. whatever, man. If you keep it going, then more power to you. Any other show notes? I'll certainly try. Uh, we need to talk about this contest that you ran last week. Yes, that's actually in the feedback section. I was going to get to that. Well, this um, is it. It's so the first thing on the feedback. Yeah. Um, my favorite one uh, was sent in by Joe uh, H. I'm going to stop using people's last names. Now we have people confessing to drug use and stuff. Yeah, man. I've never used anybody's last name on I, You're crazy. I'm, I, I'm str- I struggle with that. You're like Jesse. You're reckless. Yeah, I am. So uh, <laughs> Joe H. Uh, submitted the uh, – oh, God. I, I didn't get me away from pronouncing people their things because I have to pronounce Spanish. Uh, but the <laughs> the name of the band is Estrangulis El Polo, which is Spanish for choking the chicken. <laughs> And I had to look it up on Google, uh-huh. and it helpfully, although it tried to, it, it suggested a strangulador or something like that. So mm. I don't know if the conjugation's right. Oh, that's a pretty uh, good one. Choking a chicken with the hermanos, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Joe uh, sent us an email uh, to breakinggood at baldmove.com with where you want us to send it, and we will get you, uh, well, I think what we did last time was we just let you pick. Oh, we'll you oh you're not of... reading any of the entries, you're just reading the winner. Yeah. Ah, well, all those people are going to feel left out, man. Do you want to read? Because there's only a couple other entries. Uh, do you have them on hand? Because I don't. was a previous contest winner. So. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have them on hand, we can't read them. No. I okay. mean, I, I literally, there's like three. So Okay. Um, anyway, uh, Kevin F. Uh, talks about uh, Mike and the mysterious cough of death. He said, Mike was having trouble, mm. more trouble breathing. Seemed to be moving kind of slow, too. He should have worn the mask. That's yes, so hydroxide is pretty nasty stuff. Walt tried to uh, warn him. Yep. I predict he will go in for a scan. I like this and run into Marie. Oh, and he parenthetically says she does the work in radiology, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. They will talk about Hank, his former partner on the police force. Your prediction, and she will tell him about the case he's working on. 
Uh, My prediction, which I may have stolen from this guy, actually. <laughs> I stole it from one of our listeners. Uh, Mike will want to see Hank again and talk over old times, of course. So he'll have two different guys working, working mm, angles on him. I like, I like that. It. I like that. Yep. Um, Running into Marie, because Marie's got a – something's got to happen with her, right? We haven't seen much of her lately. She can't just steal ever spoons. Since, yeah, ever since she stole the spoon, nothing. She's just been getting abused by Hank. Well, that turned around last week, but let's move yeah. on. Uh, Jerry – uh, says, and this, I love this, and this might be the email of the week. I was watching episode three, or season three, episode one. God, <laughs> let me get the meth out of my mouth. Uh, I was watching season three, episode seven, title one minute. It starts off with the cousins, then goes to Uncle Tio talking on an outdated cell phone about up-and-comer the chicken man. He tells the guy on the other end that he doesn't trust him, but he has uh, Uncle Tio's vote. He says you can never trust a South American. So during that time, Gus is a low man in organization. Now Gus is the top person, at least in New Mexico. Uh, in season two, episode 11, Mandala, in the middle of the episode, Walter is trying to get Gus to work with him. During the conversation, he asks Walt about Jesse. He confirms Jesse is a druggie. At the end, he tells Walter you can never trust a drug addict, but he leaves the decision to Walter. Very curious. Like you guys say, Vince always has a reason to put things in episodes. Does this mean in 20 years Jesse will be the top person? Mm. Or more germane to the plot of this show, will he be the top person at the end after Walter's dead? Because hmm. I do think there is – that can't be coincidental, the symmetry there. Gus yeah, saying it, you it's... can't trust a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Tio saying you can't trust a South American. And well, then the, the role reversal they take. Here's my question. Do we know any South American drug dealers? Or drug users. <laughs> because that guy is going to rise to Andrea? the top. Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Or her son? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I like that. That's cool. Um, I could definitely see Jesse at the top of this thing at the end. Right. Because we know Gus probably isn't going to stand to the end of this. No. no and I don't think so. Maybe Walt not probably won't. So right. who's going to be left running the drug trade? Is it just going to all get busted and taken down by Hank? I don't think so. Uh, interesting to see. I like that. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan B says something I wanted to say that is on the 38 sub podcast. Uh, he said, you mentioned how it bothered you when Jesse went to talk to Andrea outside that he seemed almost normal looking, or maybe he seemed like he looked pretty much sober. And that was odd, especially when he had been partying for a couple of days. He says, well, to be perfectly honest, I was a meth addict for six years, but now in recovery, I just received a three year chip on Monday. Yay me. Yay you. Yeah. Very congratulations. Good. Um, anyway, my point is that when you have been doing that shit for a while, you can, uh, act and seem normal cause your tolerance is so high that you have to have a ridiculous amount hmm. to even get a head change. You basically adapt to it. It can never really get that first high that you did when you started and keep chasing it. So to me, it's definitely believable that he can seem unfazed. Hey, I mean, I got no experience. So if you're, you know, if, uh, if, uh, I got a person who's taking meth saying that, uh, he believed mm-hmm. the performance, who am I to argue? <laughs> right. And I could see that. I mean, with alcohol, you build up a resistance, a tolerance. With caffeine, you build it up. I could see that being amplified in the meth world. Right. Uh, he also says, and now, by the way, you have three New Mexico listeners, because I live in Hobbs, New Mexico. Moved here from Roswell. <laughs> we need, uh, what's that? We need to, some theremin music piped in here. Yeah, there you go. And he goes to ABQ at least once a month. Um, so that's cool. There's that little misconception, because I actually say there's twice as many. Um, there used to be two f- for Arizona for every one in New Mexico. Now there's two listeners t- from Ari- uh, New Mexico for every one of, of Arizona. It's keep going up. And in fact, I think Air- New Mexico is now only behind like 
California, California and Texas and New York, the places you'd expect, mm-hmm. uh, as far as listener density. So you go, ABQ. Um, so moving on, uh, Bart D., uh, from Belgium says I'm a fan Whoa. from the beginning of the show and follow every episode here in this small country, Belgium. How, Probably I'm one curious. of the smallest countries of the world. Uh, right next to Luxembourg. And uh, you might be this one of the smallest countries. I don't know. Again, Indiana geography, not my strongest <laughs> uh, subject, I, but I, I got to respect your people's contribution to the world of waffles. <laughs> You'll yeah. always have a special place in my heart for that Belgium. Right. <laughs> what um, are you going to say? I do. I, well, I have a question. How do you watch this in that country? Is it does it play on the television? Do you pirate it? Do you? What do you do? I'm interested. You should write in and tell us. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard it's a problem. Um, I would imagine because yeah. I, like I one of our UK listeners said that they had to wait for iTunes. Oh, so hmm. I guess if, if they they have iTunes in Belgium, right? Jobs sure. isn't holding yeah. iTunes back. No, they do. They but got some kind of. They've got different. They have different versions of iTunes for each country. You right. can't get to the store for America if you don't live in America. I'm sure some kind and of all that BS. copyright. Thing. Yeah. Uh, rolling on, Matthew M. He says, "Hi guys, my name is Matt, and I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. I captured a funny moment with my roommate's dogs today while he was ca- trying to catch up to Breaking Bad uh, to real time." While watching the IFT episode, his dog started watching the episode intently. <laughs> and it's pretty funny. <laughs> I uploaded right. it. I figured I'd share it with you. I'll actually link that in the show notes. If you want to see a dog. Oh, he's got a video? Yeah, he tapes his, his so roommate's sweet. dog watching Breaking Bad. It's pretty freaking funny. <laughs> awesome. Um, he also had a question. Uh, he said that in the previous uh, episode that we thought it was Walt and Schuyler discussing the composition of the human body and that the weight they couldn't account for is the human soul. He thinks it's Gretchen and not Skyler. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not Skyler. All right. Well, I think we should maybe do some voice analysis for next week. You know, I mean, we, we could do some visual prom- analysis. Doesn't it show her? Doesn't it? I, don't I thought think so. so. Yeah. If it showed her, I would not misremember. I'm it. pretty sure it shows her. I thought man. it never showed her. I thought it was all silhouettes and stuff. Maybe. I don't all right. Know. We need. We, we've got like three different scientific projects. We need to get Batman on this. No, we need to get our listeners on this. Yes. Listeners. Do the work and Be tell us. Be our mechanical Turks. <laughs> uh, get right on that. Uh, our uh, friend of the show, Daniel B, said it's odd that t- Hank didn't get any FaceTime this week. Uh, it seems like an abandoned chicken truck riddled with bullet holes containing two bodies and two automatic weapons might call a little attention to the Gus franchise. Ah, uh, yeah, we talked about Point this earlier. Point of fact, it wasn't actually riddled. It was just gassed. That was the previous truck that got riddled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although they riddled the back of it with their machine guns oh, trying to get out. That's true. I yeah. stand corrected, Daniel. Again, Jim's a smart one. <laughs> uh, perhaps the outwardly calm chicken man is also feeling cornered or will shortly. His unpreparedness to the second hijacking points to Gus who's lost a few inches off his fastball. <laughs> or it could be writers just not having a good you know, concept of tactics and whatnot. I mean, that drove me crazy about Battlestar Galactica too. It's it like, did, did they not have military advisors on this show? Like some of the shit that they pulled uh-huh. – Anyway, uh, what happened to the Superlabs production quota? They seem to spend all their time cleaning. <laughs> they really right? do. Yeah. Like, it's been since the, since since uh, Victor got his throat slit. That's the last time I can remember them making meth. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. guess Jesse was busting up the ice. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So. So did Jesse make that batch himself? No. I think it takes a full 24 for that to set up, and they come back the next and cure. Okay, so he's just breaking the previous day's right. stuff. Um. Back to day, uh, Alex D, because I read his, his rant, a diatribe about Skyler. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had some other non, non-Skyler uh, Skyler points. Um, he's wondering if maybe Walt makes a deal with either Gus or the cartel to give up the other to preserve the safety of his family and save his own life. 
So he basically maybe mm-hmm. offers up Gus to the cartel. Mm-hmm. I, I almost think it's it'd be more likely for him to somehow backstab the cartel because the cartel legitimately hates him. Like, you know, I understand that the cousins were killed on Gus's orders and they mm-hmm. don't know that. And, but they're still mad about Tuco. Um, but I think they have a personal grudge against Walter and want him dead and their honor wouldn't allow them to make a deal with him. Even if, hmm. if they do kill the chicken man, then they would also kill Walt. So well, I, I see that know. happening, but I can see the reverse. I don't know if Walter's pride is going to let him do that. Doesn't he want to take credit for taking Gus out? No, well, Wouldn't he? I mean, I think he would take credit for it, but I don't. I don't mean. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he, he let know. Jesse kill Gail. <laughs> That's the same thing, right? Let he let him. <laughs> uh, he also had an interesting paragraph. Uh, this season, the show seems to be about purpose. He goes a little Agent Smith here. Gus giving <laughs> purpose to Jesse in order to drive a wedge be, uh, between him and Walt. Classic Sun Tzu, by the way. Uh, Skylar regaining purpose by exerting control over Walt with her dramatic manipulations over him and forcing him to buy a car wash. Hank not having purpose while laying crippled in bed and having his manhood stripped. Now he's got it back with his renewed investigation of Heisenberg. And we have Walt having purpose both taken away uh, from him by both Gus and Skylar. How does he get his purpose back? Good damn question. Because they are ratcheting the tension with Walt. And being powerless and not getting anywhere. And this yeah. is God, the, this is still the man that was, you know, killed people and ordered people's deaths at the end of episode three and he hasn't done anything. This is uh this is Walt working on his house times four, times yeah. ten, whatever. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Right before he, he goes stay out of my territory and he he turns into Heisenberg there. Yeah. He tried his best to get out of it. Uh, and he j- it just wasn't satisfying him. And so now he's got to come back full force. He's going to explode. Um, I think this is the last email, and we got some a little bit of Facebook. Um, Gloria writes us, hey, love the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. Second, her prediction, I've got the feeling from the beginning that Walt Jr. is not Walt's biological <laughs> son. Oh. I think Skyler's boss, Ted, is the bio dad. Yeah. Sounds you like know, a- I've... Sounds like a funny, like, uh, superhero movie. Bio, Bio Dad. Dad. Starring Polly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Biodome and horribly arriving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From the first season, there's been unexplained tension and coolness between Walt and Skyler. Uh, the overall theme with Breaking Bad is that everyone is keeping secrets. Good point. Mm-hmm. I think Junior's true paternity might be Skyler's big secret and the reason why she treats Walt the way she does. Was she pregnant when she met Walt? They married rather quickly. Did they establish that? I'm going to take Holly or uh, Gloria at her word hmm, here. That they married quickly? Yeah. This would explain Walt's emotional distance as with Junior as contrasted with his warmth for Holly. Eh, that could be explained by, you know, Well, theoretically, I mean, in this scenario, Walt wouldn't know, right? I guess, but maybe he's like, subconsciously knows what she's getting at. Or if, they, oh, okay. if she was pregnant before they got married, maybe he does know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the black coffee scene with Walt and Walt Jr. Oh, throwing red meat to Jim. <laughs> the black coffee scene with Walt and Walt Jr. holding the Benicky cup sealed it for me. Yeah. See, I've thought this for a long time, too. Um, I think I might have talked about this in one of our podcasts, actually. Mm-hmm. How I think that there was something more going on with her and Ted than just whatever ass-grabbing might have happened. Whatever, right. Whatever the birthday cake thing was, that was too weird to not have them have a past... 
oh, for serious sure. relationship for sure. In fact, um, this is I've said this a lot of few, uh, a few times on the cast. I'd like to rewatch episode three or season three because mm-hmm. it's the one that I haven't rewatched recently. I didn't get that far, and I think some listeners took it that I haven't seen season three. It, yeah, no, because we got some feedback about that. They said one of the guys hadn't seen season three. No, we had right, seen it all. Right, um, but yeah, I mean, in fact, didn't Scholar say something? I want to say that she said something to her boss Ted about like, hey, we can't do this anymore like when she first came back to work for him that that hmm. and, and walt says that there was inappropriate things i think yeah that for sure that they had an affair before yeah whether walt jr was part of that i don't know i that's that's an interesting theory so i, I like know. it it's just kooky enough for me to almost claim it as my own <laughs> we should put it on the board i bet i bet gloria will win right she'll get plus, plus one we'll have negative 12 by right. the end of this what does she get for that i think she gets to pick one of us to vote off the cast and then she gets replaced <laughs> <laughs> just remember who's the smart one yeah no kidding um uh move on on to facebook how about i'm gonna jump in with some twitter i feel neglected here oh forget that i've only got a couple now. i'm on a roll <laughs> all, all right, right go for it okay uh heist the gambino gambia Giambino? I don't know how you say that. Uh, he says, is Gus prepping Jesse to be the new Mike when he dies from emphysema? Uh, and why else does he need to know drop spots? I think he's definitely being prepped. Um, and I could see Mike dying because, like he says here, Mike has a cough. He doesn't want people smoking in his car. Yeah, I could see that. Why not? I mean, yeah. he's definitely being prepped to take something over. And if he's going to rise in the organization, the only place for him to go is to Mike's spot as an enforcer. All right. Uh, Spoon Flipper, who we mentioned last week, says that he heard his name on the cast. Well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> You've been chosen out of the lottery. Uh, he says he wants, Walt, he wants Walt Jr. to meet Jesse someday. I would love to see that episode. Imagine yeah. what they could do together. Yeah. Because they're almost the, like, in show terms, they're kind of the same age. It, basically, yeah. Like, I think Jr. is supposed to be 17 uh-huh. And Jesse's like maybe, maybe 20. Mid- oh, well, I, I thought he was maybe mid 20s. No, I, I really? think that in show terms, he's like, you know, three years out of high school or something like that. Okay. So, yeah, so they're roughly the same age. I don't quote. I'm going to I'm gonna have to hit the Breaking Bad wiki article. Oh, they can get into all that. sorts of mischief, oh, man. I mean, just like, you know, I, I guess he's already called his mom a bitch. <laughs> because if not it would be hilarious if the episode yeah. that he hang, hangs out with them he hung that on skyler <laughs> that's true maybe you could just add a yo to it yeah yeah <laughs> uh final final twitter feedback uh it's from steve from the strip podcast i don't know if that has anything to do with stripping but whatever uh he says i swear amc is so cheap tonight they borrowed zombies from the walking dead for meth heads on breaking bad <laughs> <laughs> right? That's exactly what I was thinking. The uh-huh. guys were shambling. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Tucker guy came out, and he was a walking dead. Um, <laughs> I've got to say, also, when Jesse started digging that hole, I thought for uh-huh. sure someone's going to get buried in it. Oh, wouldn't that be cool if they showed Mike burying yeah. one of those guys in it? Right. Like Mike's the guy like, he shot. Brilliant idea, Jesse. <laughs> now yeah. dig their own hole. Um, Okay, so that's the last one. We're getting back to email. Yep. Do or it. no, Facebook. Facebook. Um, so I screwed up and I misattributed one of our listeners to being from Sweden, I think. He's actually from Norway. Uh, and I asked him to give me a pronunciation guide. And he actually linked me to a Google site that I think is going to pronounce his first name for me. Whoa. So, or it might just not work at all. It's supposed to. 
Uh, well, damn it. Uh, I'm going to have to try to wing I was going to have it do it for me, but I'm going to wing it. Um, guy's name is actually uh, Havard. Havard, I want to say. Um, okay. And I probably butchered it again. Um, but apologize for that. Um, I would hate for someone to say that I was from Canada. That would really wound me. <laughs> okay. So uh, he said, uh, I'm a little offended that you called me Swedish. It's like telling Walt that Gail is a genius. <laughs> so there you go. Um, thanks for listening. Again, we're the work to go international with this. We got France. Yeah, we man. Got the UK. Yeah, we, we apparently have Norway a, a French Belgium. iTunes review. Yeah. Yeah. We can't get to it because, you know, we right. steal iTunes, French iTunes music. Yeah. Um, Speaking of back to Facebook, uh, Geraldine Deaver, who uh, is from the Cause Show we mentioned, actually mm-hmm. snapped a shot of this awesome RV on the side of a road where she lives, and she said, uh, oh. "I saw this monstrosity on the way back from work last night, scarily reminiscent of the RV. <laughs> if I hadn't seen the RV be crushed with my own eyes and uh-huh. high def, I would almost think that that was the RV." Yeah, that's pretty it, close it needs, match. If, if you saw a man like bolt out of there in underwear and an apron, <laughs> call the authorities. Yeah. Uh, she also asked if we decided because I think we cast we maybe mentioned this in a cast but we're thinking about doing a Walking Dead podcast. Oh yeah, she said please do, and mm-hmm. we are, and we are. When it starts up, uh, we'll have more news on that later. But we're going to start covering uh, the second season of that too. We I actually think... started to cover it last season. We did, and you pushed out. Yeah, I didn't have time at the time. You didn't have time to make an awesome, popular podcast. Right. Way to go, Jim. I know. Way to go. But well, I think take that, two this time. I think that season two is going to be even better than season one. So we'll be getting it at the right time. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Matt Vickers on Facebook left us uh, some pretty good feedback. Uh, he said he often found, uh, found himself talking back to us on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> mostly when one of you forget a little detail. Like you know, the, I thought I heard something. Like... <laughs> From Australia. All the way from down under. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, when the smart guy said Jesse, uh, remarked, Jesse's had that tattoo since the beginning? Yeah. Um, yeah, so way to go, smart guy. Yeah, I said that. He Don't. wanted to, he had a question for both of you. He goes, we all know that Vince Gilligan's goal is to make us all hate Walt by the end of the series by having him commit the ultimate unforgivable act. What could Walt do to make you turn anti-Walt? Let's cover this in the spoiler section because we're running a little long. Okay. Um, so if you want the uh, answer to that, uh, you're going to have to risk spoilers. <laughs> yep. Sorry there, Matt. We don't have any big ones anyway, so. So, uh, Xavier Argenti, uh, he's listening to us from the south of France. And yes. He told us we got our first five-star iTunes review. Awesome. Thank you very much. And he also said the one topic we always forget to address is the music. And I mm-hmm. got to say, we do nick a lot of their awesome music. And from here on out, we will be mentioning the artist and the probably playing a clip play the play the clip and we'll link to the information on the show notes and we'll probably i think we could actually talk about the meaning because i've actually thought yeah a lot of the lyrics are very appropriate and maybe we can do a little poetry jam time a lot of lyrics are in spanish yeah i'm not gonna do that i can't do that i'm gonna so. do that but i'm not gonna do that but the, some of the others like the um the one about the shadow from the first episode hmm um i don't know anyway so I think that's all the feedback we've got. Okay. Well, I think that's it for the show then this week. Uh, the non-spoilery section anyway. Stay with tuned for uh, the spoilers after the music if you want to. Next week's episode is going to be called Problem Dog. Sounds interesting. Someone will be killed. 
with a problem with dog. a dog. That's a that'll be a problem, <laughs> a huge problem for them. Yo, you got a problem, dog? Yeah. Uh, where can they find us? Uh, you can email us at breakinggood@baldmove.com. Best place to send feedback. If you want to stay up to date with our latest happenings, you can follow us on Twitter at breakgood mm-hmm. or on Facebook.com/slash/breakinggood. Um, and if you get a chance, you like what we're doing, please leave us a five star review on iTunes. Yeah, um, we appreciate so much how how many reviews we've been getting. Yeah. People have just been pumping them in like Middle Eastern oil. <laughs> I mean, it, they've just been flowing. And that's probably the one where we get the most positive esteem from. Yeah, um, yeah. like the we like the reviews because it, it contributes to. Or I'm sorry, your guys' takes and predictions because it actually contributes to something to the show. Mm-hmm. But the reviews are just positive feedback and make us feel good. Yeah, so, and they help build the audience and the community. Yeah. And yeah, the the more iTunes reviews we get, the more feedback we're going to get on the show. The more you're going to hear your feedback right on the show. Right. We're mate. Who knows? We might even split a second cast for the, all the feedback if we get tons. Yeah. Probably not. If but we we'll peg see. an hour and a half consistently, I think we yeah. probably have to. Maybe. So, anyway, so hit us with a ton of feedback, and you'll get two shows. A yeah, week. <laughs> and we're like, I I remember like midweek last week. I'm like, oh my god, how are we going to get to all this? <laughs> right. But we did it. We got. We, we I got don't it. think we left a single plot relevant feedback. I mean, we skipped a lot of just people saying we're awesome, and at least one guy completely emasculating me. Like he skylered me. <laughs> he really did. He, he, he really he did. He treated me like a dog on the iTunes review. Yeah, I. I just cackle like a maniac the entire time I was reading that. Yeah. I'm Hilarious. sure you did. I'm sure you did. Your, your time's coming, buddy. You're not everybody's cup of tea. No, no. This coffee nonsense. Gus can't kill me yet. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it for this show. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. I'll see you in the spoilers. What? You're shaking your head. What did you I, not buy? I do not buy that Hank is on to Walt. I do oh, not God, buy no. it. That's all about the chicken man. Because it, the last right? thing Walt saw, or Hank saw was the Los Polos Hermanos thing. And and let's talk about, like, with Hank, the RG, the RJ Mitt interview. Okay. Right? Because he has a lot to say. I, I know that he's... The, the, the description yeah. of next week's episode says that Hank is going to employ Walt Jr., for some sort of task. A frustrated Walt gambles on a risky new plan. Skylar's business venture hits a snag. Eyebrows. Eyebrows. Yeah. Snagged on an eyebrow. And a problem with the, the car wash, I'm telling you. And Hank recruits Walt Jr. for an unusual outing. I bet it's to buy a bucket of chicken. <laughs> you think? Uh, you or, think oh, he... It'd be awesome if he got him a job there. Like oh. running the drive-thru. Oh, I didn't mean that as a joke, but it actually would make sense. Actually, yeah. Yeah, um, that'd be interesting. Because Hank knows this guy. Like, he's yes. been in the DEA office, lest you forget, mm-hmm. donated money to the Waltz thing and now, all that stuff. Now, why would he suspect Gus? Because of the Los Hermanos Polos uh, dossier that the vegetarian was carrying oh, around with him. fuck. Of That's course. That's the thing, yeah. Of course, the smart one here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, back to the R.J. Mitt interview. Uh-huh. 
um, which I'm trying to find in the tab. He said, mm-hmm. his main worry is school and getting through school, but nobody really knows what goes on in Walt Jr.'s life. There is really a lot that's going on inside the character that's more crazy and troubling. I think once people get into the story of Walter Jr., they're going to see another side of what's going on in his world. The Dude, puppy killings are going to be disturbing. It, it's the black clothing. There, it's a sig- It's a symbol of something well, worse. So you think that he might be gay? When did I say that? I thought you did with because he had that like kind of when he was going around as Flynn and he had the oh his friend conspicuous male friend yeah you're yeah, the one that yeah. said that not me I, I don't I don't buy that anymore oh well I'm just saying <laughs> that that like God knows that not there's anything wrong with being that theory gay, is still flying around on the internet but so. if you are living in a conservative state it mm. can be troublesome you know to grow sure up could. gay as it as it maybe as that's a Hank's uh, unusual outing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it tries to uh, rent Wendy for him. No, no, no. An unusual outing. Oh. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's uh, great. Um, no, but he's wearing all black clothing. I think there's a darker side to Walt Jr. for sure. Yeah. And I, there might be some drug use there. Maybe. Something. Uh, I think you're – but, yeah, I'm starting to warm up to this black uh, black on black <laughs> character. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about – first of all, I got this awesome theory on the internet I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. Someone said that uh, he's talking about this uh, theory that Walt can give Gus to the the cartel idea. He said it Mm -hmm. makes narrative sense because they nailed the big scenes and it comes with a way to install Walt in Gus's old job as the cartel's man in the southwest easily. You don't have to worry about the tentacles when they're already in place and it sets up the big Scarface ending down the road. Uh, it also means T.O. can mm-hmm. come back and even work with Walt once Walt reveals who's responsible for the twins getting offed. This all sounds great, and despite a certain inevitability, I can't imagine they'd ever manage to find something more realistic or dramatically exciting uh, that would surprise everyone. Except for you've already come up with it. So, like, Gilligan's like, damn it! And he's just wadding up the script. <laughs> um, and I also like the fact that this show this show likes to present characters in the same situations more than once, but with the results being completely different. Jesse with his parents, for example. Hmm. And I can see Gus calling someone as the cartels get him the way he got them in season three. You know, like basically he's trying to call someone to save himself the way he called someone to save Walt. Oh, interesting. Maybe he calls Mike to save him. And Mike is and no longer interested in saving him. Gus, and he, that's the scene where he's like, too bad, click. Yeah. Um, I like this idea. And I think that because my thing is the cartel does hate Walt. Mm-hmm. But if Walt was able to spin and put the death of Tuco and the cousins on Gus, mm-hmm. that all could be forgiven. And presum- presumably the death of some sort of major player in the Mexican cartel. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gus set up that whole right. sting operation on him where we hear him get shot, if not see him. Well, I think Tio's not going to buy. I mean, he, he saw him try to poison his nephew. So I think, actually, that T.O. Yeah. might just die. He's an old guy. He's, and he doesn't look in very good health. Right. Like, like if we open, if we ever open a cold open on T.O. in a box in a Mexican wedding, I'm going to say that it's almost inevitable that Walt gives up Gus. What's, what's, what do you mean by a box in a Mexican wedding? What I'm saying is, like, if we open at his funeral... Okay. And there's, like, this Mexican wake going on, a crazy Day of the Dead stuff happening. Like, I'm saying that we are going to see... Gus be mm. given up to the cartel because I, I really think Tio's the stumbling block. When the chicken man was begging clemency for Walt, mm-hmm. uh, the other guy was like, okay, whatever, no problem because I think everyone thought Tuco was a crazy idiot anyway, except for Tio is the one. Ding, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Know. And he just won't give him up to the cops because he doesn't talk to cops. Right. He hates the cops yeah. more than Walter White. Exactly. He's 
OG. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I like that. Huh. Um, let's talk about the he is a loose end for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the uh, question that um, I forget who had it for us. Um, shoot, uh, someone wanted to know what Walt could do. It was Matt from Australia. Wanted to know Walt could do what Walt could do to turn us uh, mm. into anti Walt. It's kind of happening for me already. I see that Walt is less. I'm rooting for him less mm-hmm. than I am Jesse almost at this point. And I would yeah. say that if his action or inaction led to the death of any of his family members, that would be a deal breaker for me. If he, including Hank, like if he ever offs Hank. Yeah, well, Hank, Hank to me would be a bigger loss than losing even Skyler at this point. Like if, if Walt Jr. goes down, if Holly goes down, if Hank goes down, those are the three that I would be just like, okay, Walt's an evil guy. Like, there's no turning back from that. Skyler and Marie, eh, they've been kind of bitchy. <laughs> uh, I, I'm turning the corner on Skyler. Really? Marie, if I turned... he killed his wife, what if he cheated on Skyler? That wouldn't do it. No, that wouldn't do it. Um, I think another thing he could do is if he took out Jesse. Oh, for sure. That, that would just turn me against him immediately. Uh, now, I've got to say, even though I am slowly, like, seeing that he's not doing things that I like... Mm-hmm. I still am fascinated by this progression, and I love watching him. Right. I'm just – I'm being less sympathetic towards him now. Well, it's like I – you know, one of the listeners, I think it was uh, Dave uh, from Dallas, talked about how uh, Michael Corleone was a person that you didn't respect his actions, but you rooted for him. And I mm-hmm. disagree. I stopped rooting for Michael at the end of God, the first Godfather. That's one of the reasons hmm. why I think the second Godfather is not as good because I find it hard to root for him. Um, and he ends up murdering his own brother and all that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I found it very hard to get over. So I, I turn on people a lot quicker, I guess. And I'm kind of feel like maybe I'm about there with Walt. Uh, the other thing he could mm-hmm. do is if he killed a truly innocent person, mm-hmm. like say someone stumbles into his operation or like, uh, someone like Andrea would find out and was going to go to the cops to save herself or whatever. And Walt rubbed them out. Yeah. Like not involved in the drug industry at all. What about these three poor Mexican ladies? Uh, if he... I found that, if we find <laughs> out that they died because of that, that I mean, yeah. that's that, that would be hard for me to take hmm. because I I, I got to think that he should have known that would happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, in I fact, can agree with that. If he gets out, you know, if they do get bust back, that's about the best they could hope for. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like those are those are some things that could do uh do it for me. Anything else? Uh, not a lot. I mean, really, he's got to kill somebody at this point. What if he starts taking meth? Because I kind of think that's going to happen, too. Oh, man. Like, like maybe, at a, like, say Holly gets hurt or one of his family members gets hurt or, like, uh, Walt Jr. wrecks his car and he sees the pipe there and the blue meth and he just goes for it. Would that, because that's, that's yeah, total that, Scarface well, that would. move. And, and if he's not only is it Scarface, but it's so opposite everything that I like about Walt. Mm-hmm. Walt is not a user. Walt does not well, need only, that stuff. We've only seen him take the pot once, but it was mm-hmm. in a moment of extreme emotional disturbance. Right. So, so maybe he maybe that gateway drug is yeah. going to send him over the edge. Uh, I think if he started using, mess. that would also make me really mm-hmm. start start stop rooting for him so much yeah i agree i agree with that um anything else uh if i saw him watch internet pornography no no <laughs> i wouldn't do it 
if he uh, if, if I found out that he bought Walt Jr. an automatic and not a stick. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, definitely a bridge too far. Wow! If I found out that he wanted us to keep this show going, <laughs> I think we've we've exhausted our options here, right? All right, it feels like it. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Yep. See ya. <laughs>